0: We are in a new sermon series about rest. And last Sunday, Pastor Adrian talked about the three things, three questions. What is rest? And why don't we rest? And why is rest is important? This morning, um, I'm going to talk about the following two questions. Then how can we enter that rest? And what does it mean when you say, we enter into his rest. We are currently in the middle of summer and I hope you are enjoying this great season of, uh, of the year. It has been very hot for the last several days, but regardless of the weather, this vacation season is special to us. During the summer, we can do things that we wanted to do throughout the rest of the year, but couldn't. We can slow down, we can rest, we can travel and enjoy nature, we can visit family and close friends who we have missed so much. You may want to try new things or experience new fun activities. You may want to stop and do nothing if you have been under big work pressure and are depleted. People want to be refreshed and recharged through this season of rest. So we try to have time to rest. After your vacation, when you return to your normal life, how do you feel? You may feel refreshed, and ready for the next season. You may feel recharged, which is good and encouraging. However, this is usually temporary, lasting for just about several weeks at most. In some cases, you may experience travel fatigue and need some time to recover from it. Of course, we still really need that rest was some time off for our physical and mental health. It is valuable and essential and we love it and enjoy it, but it is still only temporary and does not fully satisfy our needs. When you return to your normal life after some time off, is a new life waiting for you? Do things seem like They've improved. The same life situation that you were in before is still there and waiting for you. The same challenges and stressors are still there. The same expectations from others are still there. We resume the same life in which we used to live waiting for another chance to rest we definitely need more than that more than just that temporary rest why is our life so restless regardless of our effort and how can we truly rest we are living in this broken world This worldly culture has totally different values than ours. That you are the center of this universe. You set a direction for your life. Your own benefit is what's most important. You deserve what you desire. You decide on what to do and where to go. Your achievement will determine who you are. You will be valued based on your education, profession, money, property, position, and power. You need to do everything you can to beat others and take what you want. This world is so competitive and people focus their energy on pursuing bigger, better, faster, and more. As a result, they are carrying heavy burdens and are overwhelmed by many tasks, demands, and responsibilities placed on them by themselves or others. People are also becoming lonelier in broken relationships with others as they pursue their own benefit. They won't be able to escape from their restless lives just by taking some time off from time to time. Christians are called to be set apart from the worldly culture, to live in the world for his kingdom, but not be of the world." Romans 12:2 says, "Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing your mind. But when you look at our lives, we find ourselves also experiencing what they are experiencing in all areas of our lives. This is not the life that God intends us to live. How and when did this restless life start? It started in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. In the beginning, they lived in the presence of God. They rested in Him. There was a perfect relationship a full connection among people and between God and them. But a restless life started when Adam and Eve wanted to be like God. In Genesis 3, verses 4 to 6 say, You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, Your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for good food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. That was the moment that they became the center of their lives by trying to become like God. They set their own direction and paid attention to what was pleasing to their eyes. What they desired became the most important. They took what they wanted, regardless of what the creator asked them to do. That was the moment that God and people became disconnected. Relationship among people were also broken. Our restless life started from there. We are Christians, but we also choose to be the center of our lives quite often. Maybe every time we want something, we may say, Lord, I will be in the center in making this decision because I want this. But I promise I will put you in the center next time. We are tempted to pursue what is pleasing to our eyes, regardless of what God says in the Bible. Too often, our benefit becomes more important than others. We ought to be in control, just as Adam and Eve did. Too many burdens become ours, and we are overwhelmed by them. So it is clear that entering rest is about going back to God, putting all trust in Him, and letting God be God in all areas of our lives. This may sound simple, but Adam and Eve failed, and this world failed. We are also struggling because this is possible only with the help from the Lord. One of the main messages of the Old Testament is that you cannot save yourself and rest without the Messiah. Entering rest is going back to the truth. Uh, Pastor Adrian explained three reasons why rest is important. Rest reminds us of who is in charge. Refocuses our hearts on what is most important. And points us toward the shape of things to come. We are already saved and belong to his kingdom. But when you forget who we are and want to be in charge, we lose our focus on what is truly important. Our lives will become more and more restless. God says we cannot serve two masters. We cannot follow God while we are pursuing this worldly culture. We cannot go both Christ's way and Adam's way. Adam's way will lead us to a restless life. There is no way to escape from it except finding the true Sabbath rest in Jesus Christ. The true rest starts from understanding our old identity as sinners, God's deliverance, and our new identity in Jesus Christ. You can see that in Deuteronomy. When God gave the Sabbath law to Israelite for their rest, he had a clear purpose. God worked for six days, and then he rested on the seventh day. He used his example to establish the principle of the Sabbath, Sabbath law for his people. It wasn't just let them cease working and rest from their work. In Deuteronomy 5, verse 15, Moses explained the reason why the Sabbath law was given to them. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. God's intention for the Sabbath law was not only for physical rest. On the Sabbath day, God wanted them to remember their slavery in, in Egypt and his deliverance. Israelite had experienced extreme suffering as, a slave, as slaves in Egypt, and they cried out to God, and he brought them out of Egypt. The Exodus marked the birthday of the nation of Israel, and from that time, they looked back each year and remembered what the Lord had done, for them, had done for them. God wanted them to remember their Egyptian slavery and his deliverance on the day of Sabbath, once a week, as they ceased to work and rested. The story of salvation in Exodus is a picture of the redemption we have in Jesus Christ. We were slaved to sin and suffered all types of despair. Our Lord Jesus came and took our sins, guilt, fear, and shame upon himself on the cross. He shed his blood to set us free. He delivered us from eternal death. God's saving work was revealed in Exodus. And it was revealed even more so on the cross. Through the Sabbath law, God wanted to foreshadow the coming of the true Sabbath rest, which is the ultimate rest in God through faith in Jesus Christ. You need to remember that the Sabbath law and the Sabbath rest are different. The Sabbath law was a shadow and a picture of something that was better to come, which is the new covenant and the Sabbath rest that we have in Jesus Christ. Today's scripture passage is talking about entering into the Sabbath rest in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9, verses 4, 9 to 11. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rest from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. In the previous chapter, There was a warning against unbelief. The Israelites were wandering in the desert. God had promised them that he would go before them and defeat all their enemies in order to give them the land of Canaan. The promised land was their final destination and their permanent place of rest. You will remember Uh, what what decisions the Israelites made at the Kadesh Barnea, which bordered the promised land of Canaan. They sent out 12 spies to scope out the land and heard their reports. Even though they saw and experienced the powerful hands of God at work during the plagues and miracles of Exodus, they believed the pessimists and grumbled against God and their leaders. The land God commanded them to enter and possess was already theirs because the Almighty God had promised. They faithfully had to trust and obey to enter the ultimate rest, but they trusted what they saw there and decided not to enter the land based on their capabilities. They didn't depend on God, but trusted what they had in their their mind over him. They were in charge at the moment. They were struggling with what they could or couldn't do. The generation of the Israelites couldn't experience the rest that God had prepared for them. What they needed to do was to fully trust God and his promises. But they failed. Instead, they complained and even wanted to go back to Egypt. God said that the Israelites who disobeyed him would never enter their permanent place of rest. and they were all dead in the wilderness. But the next generation placed their faith in the Lord and entered into God's rest. God is using the Israelites as an example of those who were not resting in His promises. To warn us to not make the same mistake by rejecting His Sabbath rest and to encourage us to make every effort to enter our promised, our promised land. What about us? We are saved, but still on the journey of sanctification and ultimate rest. Like the Israelites, if we put ourselves in charge, Decide based on what we can, what we can do, or can do, or what we want. We may lose our rest that God has prepared for us. We know that God is all-knowing and all-powerful, but we often put our thoughts over his word. We choose our own way over his And we still do what we want to do over what he asks us to do. If we put everything on our shoulders, like them, in our daily lives, not trust the Lord, we will lose our sleep and we may live with fears and concerns. There will be no rest and we will be broken. Verse 11 says, Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. Making every effort to enter that rest doesn't sound restful, isn't it? It seems like we are being asked to do more work We do not make self-effort to earn salvation and the Sabbath rest. It's already done in Christ. What this verse is saying is, depend on God, trust Him, and submit all of us to Him. Then you will enter into true rest. Stop trying to be like God. God loves us and has our best interest at heart. Regardless of our circumstances, he can be trusted to work all things together for our ultimate good and for his glory. He always we always need to remind ourselves of our total inability to enter God's rest on our own. We should stop trusting ourselves over God. We need to place our full trust in God and His promises. We need to live in humble dependence on the Lord. You may still feel temptation to be in control since we are surrounded by a worldly culture. Let's look at our Lord Jesus. When he was here on earth, even though he is God, he humbly chose to live as we do. He was a fully human and faced every temptation and issue we face. Even though he is God, Jesus gave the highest priority to his relationship with his Heavenly Father. He lived every day in full dependence on his Heavenly Father and trusted him. Everything he did was done in God the Father, working through him. While on earth, Jesus said, By myself, I can do nothing. I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me on what to say, and how to say it. We are not God, but mere human. Do we put the highest priority on the relationship with the Lord? Do we live every day in humble humble dependence on the Lord? Do we fully trust Him? Can we also say by myself, I can do nothing. I did not speak on my own, but as the Lord directs me. Do we experience the rest that the Lord gave us? Jesus himself is our Sabbath rest and invites us to come to him. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 29. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He is giving us the gift of himself here. He's inviting us to come to him at all times not just one day a week, or when we feel like it. Jesus is God, but He regularly went up to a solitary place and spent time with His heavenly Father. As He did, Jesus Jesus is also inviting us daily, daily, to come to Him, to surrender our burdens, pains, and concerns into his hands and to find his rest for our souls. We are on a continuous journey towards something much greater. Our heart should not focus on acquiring temporary success and prosperity in in this broken world that leads us to despair and have a restless life but should be set on things about to enter the true rest that God promises us in Christ. Let me close with this picture. God is our shepherd, and, he, and his intention is not to give us more work to do, on our journey but to lighten our burdens God does not want us to swim ourselves and get exhausted in the middle of the journey without knowing where to go God blows the wind and what he asks us to do is to adjust the sail to use the power of the wind the wind will lead us to the right direction and let us rest in all our situations. This is the way he lighten our burdens and helps us to complete our journey in this sinful world. But many people are trying to swim or paddle by by themselves. And get exhausted, even when there is a sailboat and wind that God has provided. What about you? Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for your promise that we will enter your rest. Help us to be humble before you and to trust you more so that we may enter and enjoy the Sabbath rest in Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.